Hi everyone, before we get into this week's show, we wanted to thank all of our listeners for supporting what we do. And now we've got a new way you can show your support by buying us a beer. Yep, we don't make any profit from doing this, but we want to grow this thing by putting a bit of money into getting the word out. So if you would like to help us out, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod to show your support for just £3. Loads of our wonderful listeners have been and bought us a beer and we massively appreciate that. Thanks so much. So that's buymeacoffee.com forward slash dadsonfilmpod. Thanks for listening. Here's the podcast. Well, I'm ready, oh, Dave. I know, bloody hell, I forgot about this. <laughs> so, so today, everybody, welcome everybody to the show. Today's the daddies. This is our awards uh, episode. And I said to Greg, remember, you got to wear a bow tie, make an effort. And I've come down in a bloody scrotty old Vans t-shirt. <laughs> Greg's there looking <laughs> dapper. This, Are you wearing, this, tell me you were in pajamas or shorts underneath. Do you, that. No, do you know what? I, I, I was. I was like, I, I, I need to take my work trousers off and put my pajamas on the <laughs> bottom. But um, I've, I've not gone around to it. Um, but yeah, I think I think I may well do when you go and get changed. Yeah, I might put something more comfy on down below. Uh, <laughs> hello, hello. So, so this is like the, this is like the pre-awards. I don't know, red carpet, red carpet. Patter, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we are on the red carpet. <laughs> Greg's ready. Dave's not. Um, what tell me what are you wearing tonight? <laughs> who are you wearing? <laughs> who are you wearing tonight? <laughs> Never got that. Never got that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean to be fair, all I have done really is um take my work tie off and put a bow tie on. <laughs> nice. So minimal effort. Minimal effort. I did I did have to borrow a bow tie off my dad. Um, nice. I've got so many bow ties. <laughs> well, I did I took some clip-on ones and some real ones and I yeah. literally I spent 20 minutes trying to follow YouTube videos to do my real one it's like nah I'm gonna use <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't nice. do it. how are you anyway I'm excellent thank you I'm all Good. all the better for having had a three-day weekend oh yeah uh, so I feel you know well rested it's already hump day over with mm. and you know I've only done two days of work Fantastic. it's been splendid how about you yeah, good, good, good. Had a nice little weekend. Uh, saw you on Saturday again. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. So we headed over to Chatsworth, which was lovely. Um, spent the Absolutely. day with uh, good friends of the show, Chris and Suze, uh, you and Arthur. And it was wonderful. Lovely little day. And then yeah. It pissed it down all day Sunday, so we did absolutely nothing. And you know what? It was great. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, did nothing. It was wonderful. We went to. Um, there's, uh, I'll have to take you there when you when you're next up. It's uh, mm. Buxton Buxton Brewery, the actual brewery up on the industrial yeah. estate. Have opened up this like massive beer garden. They've got this huge tent. They do like street food and stuff like nice. that at the weekend. Nice. It's dead good, and it's like a dead nice walk back. That's so it. I tell why um, it didn't rain on Sunday because that's when you went to the the thing. It was my sister's birthday, so we went. We just went uh, and sat in the garden. It rained yeah. all day Monday, but that was Monday. That was, that was good. Yeah. Good to do no, yeah. When you're next up, we'll. Um, We'll go up there and we'll go for one, a mm. two, a one, oh, two, no! three. I'm Dave. And I'm Greg. And we love watching films. Great films. Bad films. Blockbusters. Classics. Indie films. Cheesy films. Superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids. So we've made a podcast all about it. This, this is Dads on Film. Yeah! Woohoo! Ah, <laughs> oh, I just banged my head on the wall as I <laughs> do my head back. You b-
<laughs> What's that the second time you've ever done that? I think so. I think it's the second time. You little bar yeah, stool. I feel, yeah, I feel good work. Good work. Thank you very much. Nice. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. So yeah, no, I've, I've spent all my weekend in beer gardens. Really, apart from no, Monday was our day not doing a lot. Had a good sesh in a very, very well heated beer garden nice. road uh, on Saturday, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been nice. Even despite the weather, it's been cool, man. I've, uh, this weather has been crap, but you're right though. When it's crap weather outside, it gives you an excuse to so, like we guilt free staying in our pajamas. And just like watch films and just yeah. hung out on Monday. Nice. And the kids is awesome. That's what bank holidays are for. I tell you what, I've been watching, and again, we're breaking the cold slightly, but it's TV. Um, yeah. have you heard about Invincible? This is uh... the this is the Robert Kirkman thing. Oh no, no. Okay, okay no. so it's it's just on Amazon Prime, it's a, it's a it's a series, it's an animated, and it's yeah. basically uh, it's based on a comic or a graphic novel that Robert Kirkman did. He obviously we're talking Robert Kirkman who, who did The Walking Dead. Yeah. And it's really cool because it's set in a world where superheroes exist and everybody, you know, there's particular teams of superheroes that, you know, protect particular places. And there's one big group called uh, Guardians of the Globe. Okay. Right. Um, okay. And they, they protect the earth. But there's one or there's one super superhero called Omni Man, who's essentially Superman. Um yeah. who is he's like the, the best superhero, like the you know, the most the strongest or whatever. He's not in Guardians of the Globe. Um and basically it's about his son is coming of age and gaining his own powers and he starts he's he's tra- training his son. Um yeah. And it's really nice. Like the first episode was really nice because it's like you know you've seen this like lovely bond between the the father Omni Man and his son, um, okay. and uh, really really cute. And then it just takes a massive turn. And that's all I'm gonna say because it's a, oh. I don't want to spoil the first episode. Oh, it's great. It's cool. really good. It's brutal, like nice. vi- very violent, yeah. but it's um, it's just really good. And it's got amazing voice cast. The Omni Man's voiced by J.K. Simmons. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Invincible, who's his son, um, is voiced by Stephen Young, oh, our boy Glenn. And then you've got um, John Hams in there. You've got Sandra O. Oh, um, yeah, oh, yeah, loads Killing of other Eve. people from Killing Eve. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, there's loads of other people. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good. So definitely worth a watch. Uh, where can I see this series, Dave? This series is available on Amazon <laughs> Prime, Gregory. See what I did there. See yeah. what I did there. Cool. Seems to be um, taking all my jobs today, Gregor. Well, <laughs> I have actually arrived ready. I know. I, have, uh, I got the counting. Yeah. And, uh, um, speaking of TV, you've um, you've not been doing line of duty, have you? Uh, no, I, I know. Yeah. I know what happens. Um, how do you well, feel about how do you feel about this end? I, without giving away the ending for the listeners who haven't seen it, how do you feel? Because um, people are. Uh, uh, there's an uproar online. So, so like Jed Mercurio has been like d- defending it by s- saying, um, like how it's you know he intended to have this sort of non-explosive ending that actually mm. was more realistic for uh, for how corruption works. But not being funny, you've done six seasons where every other one you've set a level of ex- expectation where yeah. you know. People are watching TV. They want to be entertained. Like you know what I mean. It's like I, fair enough. You did that yeah. from the from the outset. I think it's just been. I think it. I th- I don't know whether it's just been rushed over COVID and stuff, and there's been had restrictions and stuff. I think. And again, I've not seen this last series yet, but uh, having you know, I know what happens in it. I think 
they've made the first series of Line of Duty yeah. and not expected it to do well. And then it's taken off and they yeah. thought, oh, shit, okay, well, let's, let's, let's shoehorn some sort of uh, big mystery into it, some mystery villain into it. And they, they, yeah, H, but they'd never actually planned it from the yeah. start. And now he's going back and saying, oh, yeah, I did plan it from the start. There's this scene in the first series, which is bollocks, because I, I watched yeah. that scene and I'm like, that means absolutely nothing. Yeah, and I yeah. think, I think, I think it's essentially what they've done is they've done a lost, wrote it, and then tried to kind of, of um, they've gone back and thought, right, well, actually, let's try and like tie up these loose ends. I never had, 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 had sort of never had intended to do it that way in the first place. Like, like Lost, they wrote Lost, not knowing how it was going to finish, did they? You know. And well, the, the giveaway is H. I mean, I'm sh- I'm almost certain H was going to be Ted Hastings. Yeah. And then they were like, "Well, oh, we can't write him out." Like they, cha- you know, they bottled it. Mm. And then it was like the fourth man who previously known as H. Like, mm. it's just like just seems just seems a bit of a cop out. And I don't know. It's the anyway, twelve million viewers. So that's yeah. you know, can't argue with that. I but wasn't one of them. I was asleep. What else have you watched? I watched the new Michael B. Jordan film, Greg, on uh, Amazon Prime. So we were going to do a bit of a full review of this, but um, if I'm honest with you, it's sh- so I thought yeah. we'll just have a little chat I, about it. I, I, I had all the intention, all, all intentions of watching it, and I tried to watch it on Friday night. I was like. It's my Friday night, and this is crap, <laughs> so I'm not going to spend my Friday night doing this. Yeah, and then well, I was going to watch. I know I was going to watch it last night, and I just everything I heard about it was rubbish. I've just watched last. I've just watched first twenty minutes of it um, just earlier on, and I tell you why I'm quite disappointed in it, and why I had why I, why I flagged it, and I said to you, let's do, let's give this a go because I had quite high um, expectations of it. So the director is uh, Stefano Salima. Mm. I think that's how you exactly pronounce it. Yeah. But he's the writer and director of Zero Zero Zero, which is like a mini series that came out of Sky Atlantic like last oh, right, year. Okay. Which is, I'm not even kidding. It's probably one of the greatest things I've I've seen on TV. It's it's such a it's like this Italian mafia, um, like Mex Mexico drug cartel, LA sort of drug drug lord. Like it's all links in. Yeah, and it's such high production value, and it's obviously a lot of it's in it's subtitles with Italian, a lot mm. of it's subtitles with Mexican, some of it's in English, and it's just phenomenal. And the way it's shot and the way it's written is absolutely beautiful. So I had really sort of high expectations of it. This, I mean, it's just like you wouldn't even know that it's the same director. It's really disappointing. Yeah, well, he um, he, he did, oh, so he, he directed Sicario two, um, yeah. which obviously Sicario one is uh, directed by Denny Villeneuve. So they did the sequel, and it's it's good. You know, it's a pretty decent, like similar sort of thing. What you're saying, like, um, you know, Mexican cartel, that sort of thing. So I had quite high hopes, and it's just rubbish. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's this. Uh, it's well, it's Tom Clancy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Tom Clancy's story. Yeah, so it's so it, it's this almost like a prequel to these like John Kelly books, isn't it? Um, yeah. So essentially, what it is it? Oh, better say what it's called. It's called Without Remorse. By the way, yeah. we've not actually said what it's called. <laughs> Basically, John Clark's a Navy SEAL played by uh, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, he goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder, only to find himself inside of a larger conspiracy. There's lots of twists and turns. Um, it's very, very gung ho. Very, you know, um, a very American, yeah. <laughs> very American military. Um, I think like. I just wrote a few notes in the middle of the night because I, I watched it over two sittings during night feeds. And um, it's uh, 
one well it's tom clancy so it's not it's not deep you're not getting anything yeah. you know you're not getting war and peace um you know without remorse there's no remorse for his girlfriend who dies at the beginning he kind of quickly <laughs> forgets about her and moves on um I found there's just a lot of people telling me what was happening. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. you don't have to tell me exactly what's going on in the scene and where people are. You know, you, yeah. you better show us that. You know, subtly yeah, yeah, yeah. show us that, not actually as get a, the as a as a wise man once said, "Show don't tell." <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Um, we're surrounded. I know. <laughs> we need to do this. I know. <laughs> We've been <laughs> settled. I f- no, right? <laughs> it's quite obvious yeah, that's the yeah. whole point of this film um yeah. there was some nice little kind of action set pieces there's quite a cool little bit there's a they're in like a they're in a fuselage of a plane that crashes in the sea uh, and they've obviously done the kind of whole inception thing you know uh the the fuselage is on like a bit of a gimbal and it's spinning round and and it was actually quite it was quite cool because it was half full of water as well filling up so as that's spinning the water's all sort of the levels of the water's moving around and he's inside. So that was quite cool, quite impressive. Um, but other than that, it's, it's relatively forgettable um, in, in in terms of sort of action films. Michael B. Jordan, Jodie Turner-Smith's in it as well, and they're just both on complete autopilot throughout the entire well, thing. Well, Go on. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, if you'd sell this film on the cast alone, like, it, you'd, you'd imagine it's going to be good because you've got Michael B. Jordan, obviously, like, mm. Back of Creed and Black Panther, and we did yeah. that. We did that Just Mercy film yeah. uh, we saw last yeah. year. Jodie Turner Smith, who I think her debut was Queen and Slim, which yeah. we spoke about last year, and she's brilliant in that. Jamie Bell, who and I, I love Jamie Bell. I think he's he's a fantastic actor. But and you know all all these quite big, you know, quite sort of big or current names, people that mm-hmm. p- people that on the basis of their sort of recent track record and probably probably should be doing huge blockbuster hits yeah. really at the moment and it's just a yeah a bit disappointing a bit of a letdown yeah i think if you, if you want some sort of you know a thrilling sort of military-esque action film i'd watch um you know we're about like revenge and things like that. i'd watch extraction the chris hemsworth film on netflix it's, it's 10 times better so uh yeah. yeah i'm not that bothered about it where can we can't well, we see I'll, this I'll film t- yeah it's on amazon prime but i just wouldn't bother if i'm honest with you okay. so greg have you got a question for me I have got a question for you, David. What on earth is coming up on this show? This <laughs> well, I'll tell you. What, 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 shall I say again? Well, I'll tell you, what, Greg. Tell me again. Ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth is coming up on this here show? Well, Greg, next we're going to look at last week's homework, which was set by uh, Dan over in Australia, which is Confidence. Then we've got this week's news. Then we're changing things up a little bit. We've got our soul solid you a little bit earlier, which is the Mitchells versus the Machines. Then it's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Daddies 2021. After that, we've got everyone's a critic. Oh, sorry, Greg. Keeping you waiting. Oh, no. Was that a yawn or was that a woo? It was a woohoo. Oh, I thought you yawned. Then I thought you anyway, could some thund- thunderous applause. In thunderous there. applause. We'll do that, obviously. Uh, then we've got everyone's a critic. Uh, we'll be sent homework. And then we've got what's on the box. Let's what's do this box? episode, Gregory. 48. 18. Woo! 18. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, why not? So, David, have you done your homework? I have done my homework, Gregory. Excellent. Uh, so, so I. good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, so, so, this was um, part of a deal last week, wasn't it, with a good friend of the show, Dan or Spud, as we have grown to know him over the years. <laughs> I've, known him, I've known him for 20, 20 years. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Dan basically said uh, he, he kindly 
donated to the uh, buy a beer, buy a coffee fund, but said he'll only carry on listening if we review his favourite film. So this is 2003's Confidence, which is a crime drama starring Edward Burns, Dustin Hoffman, Andy Garcia and Rachel Weisz, directed by James Foley and written by Doug Jung, Gregory. Wow. Yes. Good stuff. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the film, Greg? Uh, Okay. So, um, yeah, you've got a group of sort of confidence men led by Tom Cruise lookalike Ed Burns' Jake Vig. Uh, and it, how much does he look like Tom Cruise in this? It's um, ridiculous. I think he's, I think he's trying to he, he's trying to be a cross between Ben Affleck and George Clooney in this. I think. Yeah, oh, I don't know. For me, it was just yeah, it was just like if, everything about him was. Cool. Oh, yeah. I see what you say. See, see what you're saying about them as well. Um, and so their uh, leader, so their leader of the group, group is Jake Big, played by Ed Burns, and um, there's one of the four four of them. Big Al, and he uh, gets shot dead. And on the back of that, it sort of becomes a bit of a feud with this LA crime lord called the King. Uh, wonderfully played by Dustin Hoffman, who's having an absolute wonderful time. Yeah, this, this almost channeling his Rain Man character to a certain extent. Well, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, instead of uh, in, instead of working against the the King, Jake proposes that they sort of work for him and strike a deal. Uh, to take money from Morgan Price, who's this sort of rival who's got this bank. And uh, then he starts enlisting this group of uh, partners. So you get uh, this guy called Gordo, uh, there's Miles who are with him, and then they recruit Lily, who's played by, by Rachel Weiss. Uh, and that, so you've got four of them, and they're all going to pull off this big sort of money heist. But actually, it's, I mean, for me, I, I love the idea of heist films and sort of big sort of. I don't know the big con and stuff like that. But for me, the nature of it wasn't actually that exciting um, <laughs> because it was all about getting a bank loan and, and <laughs> well, what wasn't it? So getting a bank loan, cashing a check, essentially <laughs> that is the yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so sorry, Spud. Well, basically, what they do is they they go and sort of they send a flirt with John Carroll Lynch, uh, who's this mm-hmm. sort of. Um, bank loan manager and he was sat in a bar and they sort of they flatter him and they invite him over to join them for dinner and they basically make him part of their group so they can convince him to provide this loan so that they can go yeah like exactly like you say cash a check and uh, fleece this guy for a load of money you know it, it it's thrilling in parts but the the main thing for me was is there's this the the, the, the there's this big overarching master con mm. to you know even you know con the audience you're not supposed to see it coming. I mean, I've, yeah. we've seen that many of these films now. It's like <laughs> ten ton bus coming like from a million miles away. Um, it's it's cliched. I, st- I actually started enjoying it more halfway through, um, mm. and actually, you know, what, actually. The big reveal coming. Actually, in a way, I did find that enjoyable, knowing it was coming yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, but yeah, at yeah, the same I time, I was you. like, "But it's in, in a way that it was. I wish it was more original. I don't know. Mm. I, yeah, I, 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 all I know, Dave, is I expected more, and I, I felt a little bit disappointed. It was all right, but I just expected more. What did you think? Yeah, I think this film kind of came at a time where there was a lot of air quotes cool films out in, in the early noughties. Well, it was two so years after like, Oceans, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, you've got all like late 90s, early noughties. So you've got things like Snatch 
Ocean's Eleven, mm. Lucky Number Eleven, which we mentioned last week, Swordfish, these sort of films where it's very cool. Everybody wears sunglasses inside and everybody's wearing a yeah. suit and everybody talks and wobbles the head when they're talking like George Clooney does in Ocean's Eleven. Um, yeah. And I feel like, I, I like you, actually, I didn't mind it. I, I, started, I enjoyed it a lot more and I totally agree with what you said. You kind of when you and it, it's it's not the smartest film you definitely see that see the kind of uh reveal coming uh but i quite enjoyed that and in fact i was texting you before i finished the film saying yeah is is this gonna happen and essentially like you know put a planned yeah, out yeah, the yeah. entire plot and you're like yeah this that's exactly what's gonna happen <laughs> but, you know that doesn't necessarily mean i didn't enjoy that but that's quite you know it's cool but for me, it's just a bit too cliched for those early 90s crime, uh, sorry, early noughties crime heist, you know, uh, con men sort of films. You've, they've always got yeah. this soundtrack where it goes, it's like the, uh, yeah. remember that, that advert that used to be on DVDs? Would you steal a handbag? Would you steal <laughs> a purse? Would you yeah. steal a film? You know, and essentially yeah. all of these films are just it's just that style of uh, you know editing and music and filters and all this sort of shit. so it's just a little bit too cool for its own good everybody says fuck fucking yeah. every thing every other fucking word is fuck you know what i mean um yeah. and that's it you know it's it was maybe a little bit wasn't quite as clever as it thought it was but it's good fun do you know what i mean i, I like these types of films it's all good yeah i, I thought you know the, the the color of it all is a bit too heavy handed. If you if you if you look at the if you Google the poster of Confidence, so you've got the the four sort of main characters all in yeah. different colors: one in blue, one in green, one in red, and one in yellow. Yeah. And half of the film, like they spend in the king's like club or whatever it is, he's got lights like, shining on with those four colors, and it's like yeah. very in your face LA everywhere mm. you go. Oh, it's LA. Here we are in LA. Lights. Fucking you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it's one. Uh, you know, it's it's what they've obviously seen Ocean's Eleven and Snatch and said we need to. You know, these films are cool. These films are in. We need to do one of these. And if you look at the poster, it's like Ed. Ed uh, what's his name? Edward Burns is kind of says the player. Uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman's is the king. Rachel Vice is the beat. Andy Garcia is yeah. the law. And it's like, all right, okay, we get yeah. it. You know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah. Where can we see this yeah. film, Greg? Yeah, three forty nine to rent on him. Cool, cool, chance. cool. Would you say this film is Back to the Future Three or Malcolm and Marie? Oh, do you know this difficult question? Yeah. Firstly, <laughs> I enjoyed Malcolm and Marie more than you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's my binary scale, Greg. Secondly, I've still not seen Back to the Future 3. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Did you like um, this film, Greg? <laughs> I felt indifferent. Either way, I'll... Oh, man. I wouldn't watch it again. So, yeah. you're Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> I... I liked it. I think I liked it a bit more than you did. Um, I wouldn't watch it again, but, you know, it's good fun. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. You see all the twists and turns coming. Thanks, Dan. And that was the sound of Spud leaving Dad's on film. Tuning in. Unsubscribing. Time. Unsubscribing. <laughs>
this is the news. Okay, a few bits of news. First one, actually, I, I wrote this on the news before I realized, but it, it, it's actually TV related. I do apologize. No. However, okay. it is slightly film related. So Taika Waititi has been cast as Blackbeard in, uh, in the HBO Max series called Our Flag Means Death. So, okay, I think we know what this is going to be like, don't we? If 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 Tiger's cast as a pirate, I think you know, <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. It's it's yeah, absolutely, and it's so long as it's better than Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I like the first That's Pirates of the Caribbean. It's good. For yeah, me. I love the first. I love the first Pirates of the Caribbean, and we need to do yeah. it for a so solid you one week. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's a good point actually. Make a note of that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, okay, cool. Well, what, yeah. when's, where's that coming? What's that? What HBO Max? HBO okay. Max. So we'll probably get it on. I don't know Sky or some Sky One or something and like. And Reece Reece Darby's in it as well. Isn't I think Reece Darby's involved in it. Yeah, I don't know in what capacity, but yeah, he he's involved. I can imagine he's probably another one of the pirates. But yeah, you know we love those guys, so it's that'll be fun. So yeah, there we go. Um, Excellent. Second bit of news. First teaser trailer has been released for a new Chris Pratt film called Tomorrow War. So essentially, I think the plot is uh, some kind of soldiers come back from the future um, and to try and stop a war that is that they're fighting at, at the minute. Um, it looks rubbish, to be honest. My <laughs> thing okay. with I'm, I'm, Chris Pratt is a very flawed person in my in my uh, view. We don't, I don't agree with a lot of his politics. However, I love him as Star Lord, yeah. and uh, I think really, I just don't think he's a particularly good actor. <laughs> if he's not Star Lord, well, he's trying to play Star Lord or a more serious version of Star Lord in in everything he's he's done. And I think he just really needs to change it up, leave the kind of action stuff for a bit, and either do a full on comedy or, you know do something really, really, really different, like a thriller or like a horror or something. Um, mm, because I'm, I, yeah. I just don't, you know, the Jurassic World is fine, you know, quite good form, but, you know, it's essentially playing Star-Lord in it, let's face it. Um, other than that, what yeah. else have done? Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence, that was rubbish. Pox, Pox uh, and Rex. Well, um, you know, obviously Parks and Rex great, but film-wise, <laughs> he basically is playing... Star Lord in everything since Guardians, he, and he, yeah, he needs yeah. to change it up now, big time. I think he was such a breath of fresh air in the Marvel mm. uh, universe when he came, when he came in as Star Lord, just because it gave that instant comic relief and yeah. and the mu- music came came in everything like that. You know what I mean? It was it was very welcome at the time, but yeah, it, it's t- is it turning out he can't do much else? What else you got for us? Speaking of the Marvel, final one is Marvel news. So uh, Marvel have released. Uh, Almost like a, it's it's weird. It's kind of a trailer, but it's not a trailer. It's about three and a half minutes long, and the first half is is like a retros a retrospective look at the MCU so far um, as okay. a means of kind of say. Basically, the whole point of it is it says to be at the end. It get, says get we'll see. Yeah, them. we'll see you at the movies, uh, which yeah. is great, brilliant. Mm. It's a lovely little retrospective look at the MCU so far. It's got this really nice Stan Lee kind of monologue over it, which is great. And then the second half is a look forward. So we've got a little bit of new footage from Black Widow, which is great. We've got our yep. first look at footage from The Eternals, which is the the uh, uh, Chloe Zhao-directed uh, you know, Oscar, yep. best director 
Oscar <laughs> uh, director. Um, but actually, it's funny because l- just looking at the footage, you can tell straight away. <laughs> There's just yeah. really small actors on massive skies, and I think yeah, that's all we yeah. got in Nomadland. So I just yeah. hope it's got, maybe got a little bit more depth than Nomadland. Um, oh god, happened <laughs> again. <laughs> anyway, um, but we also got some more footage from Chang Chi, which looks cool. And then a few little announcements moving forward. So we knew that uh, Spider-Man uh, 3 is called No Way Home. Uh, we uh, knew Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but also we got uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp, and uh, Quantum Mania or something. Okay. <laughs> Great news. <laughs> I've factored yeah. all this but uh, we also got we also got a couple of announce- announcements. So uh, Black Panther two, it's called Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah, it's cool. Fine by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, Captain Marvel two is called The Marvels because there's there's in the kind of Captain Marvel stories, there's a few other Marvels. So uh, there's Ms. Marvel who is uh, she's like an Asian teenager. Um, you've got Photon who's kind of in um, uh, One Division. Uh, you've got blue something blue again fact checked all this i've, I've really done my yeah. research blue something uh can't remember I, was what it's gonna, called. I was gonna say so do you think they're gonna tie it in with more with one division because obviously i, I don't actually think they're tying it in with one division but i think the photo you know the uh, uh maria rambo character who essentially is, is photon you know yeah. she gets those powers she then will be involved in in Captain Captain Marvel too, so you know, cool. It's just it, it was just nice to see, um, you know, what they're planning moving forward. Obviously, we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three announced as well officially. Uh, but yeah, you know, we, I, I love the MCU. We 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 go on about not wanting to talk about it too much, but I'll hold my hands up. I love it. So yeah, it's know, great to see these things moving forward. Do you know what? If if Marvel are going to put actually put the money where the mouth is and prop up cinemas. With uh, with the MCU, then I'm all for it because yeah. it really could. It really could. Yeah. If they're if they're willing to, once the cinemas are open, not mess about doing everything straight to Disney and all that business, and get people in the movie theaters, then amazing. Because yeah, right. and I think and I think actually we could re- actually cinemas really need the MCU mm. right now. I think that well, I know they are. They're doing that kind of. Um... Dual cinema release. release and yeah the dual release with disney plus for black widow but hopefully moving forward they kind of drop that and, and push people into the cinemas but yeah we'll see what happens and that's your news <sighs> pg tips a lovely sort of surprise that yeah. we didn't know it was coming until recently, straight to Netflix. Uh, a nice family film for us this week. That's that so solid you in the middle of the podcast. This is virtually. I cannot unheard believe of. it. I know, right? It's because we don't get many family film new releases, or we certainly haven't had in the last yeah. year. But this is exciting. This mm. is the Mitchells versus the Machines. And yeah. it's uh, Sony Pictures Animation Studios. Um, release and who did they did uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Yep. Uh, what else did they do? Did they cloudy with a chance of meatballs? Um, like yeah, back? I think so. Uh, Lego Movie, all that stuff. Well, yeah. that's you know, not Lego, Lego Movie because that's, that's Warner, isn't technically it? Technically, it's Warner, but uh, 
well, there's a, yeah. there's links, isn't there? Let's, yeah. But it's what's really exciting is there seems to be this sort of era developing. I mean, I know it's only on the back of two films, but this has very much got some of the really sort of I can't think of a better way to say it other than sort of really in depth animation. Yeah. Um, that we saw in Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Uh, that just very high level animation. I don't know. I'm not. I'm my. I'm not very cine literate when it comes to speaking about animation um but there's there's something about it which is amazing and Mm. we spoke about like in in the spider verse they did things like mess with the frame rates and stuff like that and and anyway very very cool animation and uh, Mm. basically you've got you've got this family called the mitchells and katie mitchell is like teenager who's an aspiring filmmaker and they live in michigan and she doesn't really get on well with her dad she does get on well with her little brother who's really into dinosaurs but they're a very sort of dysfunctional family and uh and basically what happens is you've got this company who are very not you know a very thinly veiled swipe at Apple and other big tech Silicon Valley yeah. firms, uh, and they're called what are they called again? Pal. Pal. That's it. Yeah, they're called Pal. And they go on this road trip to take Katie to college, and because they're, none of them are looking at the phones or paying attention to the outside world whilst this is all happening, there's this big uh, announcement down at Paltech, very much like your yeah, Apple big <laughs> biannual conference things yeah. that go on. Uh, whereby they announce this new robot and the robots go wrong and they malfunction and or sort of like gain sentience mm. and go trying to take over the world and capturing all humans and they're going to send all the humans out into space and, <laughs> uh, for, for all their sins of swiping the... It's a great... Olivia Coleman plays yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the pal. main pal and yeah. uh, there's this great the, the reasoning for whether well, we gave you iPads and all you do was point and poke and pinch and swipe <laughs> all, over, all over us. Uh, so there's, there's a nice sort of... Um, there's a nice justification for their actions mm. there. And essentially, as the title would suggest, the Mitchells end up versus the machines, trying to sort of save the world um, from these robots that are taken over. Does that about sum up this film? Dave? Yeah, so, I think it, it's, prob- it's probably worth noting that... Um, so directors, co-directors, Michael Reander and Jeff Rowe, but co-producers, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So they're the... Yeah, Lord and Miller. They're the... Uh, the sort of uh, the brains behind Into the Spider Verse, Charlie with the Clans of uh, Charlie with the Clans of Meatball, <laughs> Charlie with the Chance of Meatballs, <laughs> the Lego so. Movie, uh, Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street, which you can definitely see the Twenty One yeah. and Twenty Two Jump Street in that in this, which we'll talk about yeah. in a minute. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it, it's a lovely, lovely kind of companion piece to all the stuff they've either directed, written, or produced before. They definitely have a style or some sort of. Uh, well, yeah, they've got a style that they sort of push for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. That. And, and it's family film in the most uh, in, in in the most literal sense. It is definitely for all the family. My yeah. kids absolutely loved it, but some of the jokes are just so good uh, and so funny, and like almost like. You know, not those ones that are just crowbarred in to look down the lens at the mum and dad to kind of like get them to enjoy it too. Like genuinely funny. Mm. Uh, like the, the and there's messages about 
perfect messages, messages about technology in general are on point, messages about social media and Instagram and how we live in this world whereby we are constantly comparing the worst part of our own lives to the best part of other people's yeah, lives. The, the posies. The posies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, neighbours, who's voiced by John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. They're called yeah. the posies because and that's the, the, the family last name is the posies uh, and they've got the perfect life on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a great joke. Yeah. Um, and then you've got this beautiful personal journey that Katie goes on uh, with her dad in that sort of developing relationship as well. Uh, this, but there's even stuff like um, speak about um, what um, a, a big tech company would uh, set, harvest your data and then sell, sell it off. Yeah. Who'd have thought it? Really enjoyable. It's it's wacky. It's crazy. It's far fetched. It's ridiculous. But it's also beautiful and warm hearted and really, really, uh, just really, really wonderful. Yeah, I really loved it. Can you Good, tell? I'm glad. I can tell. So it's, pro- it's probably worth noting first, um, a brilliant uh, voice cast. So you've got Katie Mitchell played by uh, Abby Jacobson. Uh, Rick Mitchell, the dad, is brilliantly played by Danny McBride in actually yeah. quite a nice role. Usually Danny McBride's the dick you know, yeah. in these films or the, yeah. the sort of uh, the wild card, but actually he's, he's great as the dad. Maya Rudolph is the mom, amazing. Um, but also in there, you've got Olivia Coleman, you've got Fred Armisen, uh, Beck Bennett, who's from Saturday Night Live. He plays one yeah. of the, um, he plays Eric the robot, you know, the, the two robots in it. And he's, yeah. he's wonderful in there. Uh, Conan O'Brien pops up. There's loads. And, and, yeah, a real stellar voice cast. Um, but yeah, the, the the most important thing for me is is that animation. The, and I always talk about this, and when it actually stands out in these films, you've got to talk about the animation because it is beautiful and it's the texture. Yeah. I think that's what we're what, what we're kind of looking for is that texture. You know, like we yeah, talk about yeah. there's something about it. There's so much more going on than just like crappy. Yeah. We talked about like Scoob. That was the worst one, wasn't it? How boring the animation was and bland. They were like yeah. bloody uh, little Playmobil characters. Uh, but this, it's just, it's a mixture of kind of 2D animation, 3D animation, textures in there. There's so many layers going, going, you know, into the background. Even mm. stuff like, you, you won't even notice it, but Katie's got like a little face drawn on, on her thumb. Yeah. All the way throughout the film, and I know that's not important, but it's like, who would think to go to the detail of doing that? And it, it's Absolutely. just wonderful. The colors just pop throughout. It's it's just like it's like a sugar rush. It reminded me a little bit of the uh, uh, what's the what's the game in uh, Wreck It Ralph that the 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 princess candy sugar rush. Oh, maybe it's called sugar yeah, rush. It's called sugar rush. It's called sugar rush. And it's just so bright and colorful all the way, but but then also like very sort of. Uh, uh, muted when it comes to the family. The dad's got his big yellow jacket on, which is just really cool all the way throughout. I love mm-hmm. the messages and this kind of this almost like uh, nuclear family sort of thing. It was like the Simpsons on crack a little bit. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? Which I think was pretty cool. I love those messages that ring home, and maybe more so for you than me because it's like the father daughter. I've got two sons. You've got a son yeah. and a daughter, and the father daughter. I love that, and you don't really see that much in films, and especially animated films now. You don't see yeah. much of like the father daughter. Maybe we saw it in Brave. Uh, that's mm. yeah, maybe what uh, one. I suppose. Well, I suppose it's kind of like the mom as well. But you tend yeah. to. It tends to be 
fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and you don't tend to get father and daughter that much and it was just really refreshing and and lovely to see it had heart which is the big thing I, i always love in these films but also like real almost like cheesy feel-good moments but there's nothing wrong with that you know there's a certain there's a certain rihanna song that plays towards the end and i'm like this is the perfect song to play right now it's fantastic um, you know and i was like just jumping for joy uh when when that hit genuinely funny i literally was pissing myself there's a there's the best use of a furby i've ever seen in in, in a film yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. some of the that comes out of this Furby's mouth is wonderful. We talked about the pen, uh, so we talked about the cast. It was just perfect, honestly. I, mm. I, it's one of the best films I've seen in a very, very long time. It's wonderful. My only, only, only issue, and it's not really an issue with the film. I feel like maybe it's wasted on Netflix a little bit because I've not seen much kind of promotion for it. That's I do I mean. feel it may it may go under the radar a little bit on Netflix. Uh, I just really hope more people get to see it because it is f-ing great <laughs> it's it's oh, probably God, yeah. one of the oh it's um i'm going to throw it like, it's one of the best animated films i've ever seen it's wonderful it really is wonderful yeah i mean it's, de- so, it's, it's definitely up there mm, so where can we see this film, Greg? It's obviously available on Netflix now. Yeah, we don't usually do this for So Solid You, but I'm going to do it anyway. Would you say, Greg, that this film is The Dark Knight or Fist Fight, which is a really bad um, Charlie Day and uh, Ice Cube film? <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I'll, I'll go for The Dark Knight, please. I agree. Excellent. I've got a question for you, Dave. Okay, Gregory. Just it's just come to me. Okay. We obviously did our list full of dollars last week and all the mm. recent films we've seen. Okay. But that, I don't think that'll necessarily be, give the same answer to this question. Cinema's open uh, mm. in a, in a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to be showing primarily. I think they're yes. still sort of trying to decide that and work with distributors and this that, and the other. But if you could see any three films that we have Ooh. seen new releases this year um, in the yeah, cinema in the cinema when they come out what would those three films be okay for visual spectacle I, I would genuinely like to see the Mitchells versus the machines on the okay. big screen because it, it's yep. really wonderful Ooh, right let me have a little look at what we've actually seen <laughs> I'd like <laughs> to see sound of metal. I'd like to hear Sound of Metal through yeah. you know, the dot like Dolby surround sound and all that sort of stuff. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then because it's because it's interesting because I, some films I've seen I've actually liked seeing them quite self-contained in a, in a small kind mm-hmm. of you know cozy space um, mm-hmm. because it's I kind of want to like I'd want to see something that's a big spectacle and mm-hmm. really kind of get the the full like you know use out of the cinema um, do, do, do you know one film i genuinely this might surprise you genuinely i want to see it at the cinema go on. just to give it another go and to see it because i think it was meant for the big screen and that's nomadland i want to give it another go i want to see no. it on the big screen no you no. don't you don't Greg. i do 
I'd do it. <laughs> I would do if it was. If it's. I mean, I think it will be on at cinema when when they open. Yeah. So that's something I probably will do. So. Um... I'm do not going to do that because I've got a bed upstairs that I can sleep in. <laughs> um, ah, you know what? It's it's tough. It's re- that's a real tough one. Maybe the dig that would have been quite nice. Again, maybe from the Nomadland side of things, you know, the seeing yeah. it on a big screen, the big skies and things like that. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think you know. Yeah, I think maybe that. that. I think promising young woman would be great to see at the cinema because yeah. all the all the colours. It's quite cinematic in many ways. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you about Sound of Metal, but not for the visuals. For I mean, I'm yeah, excited to, listen to hear, it, yeah. hear it, listen to it there. Um, yeah, it's uh, but it's an interesting thought. Good question, well, Gregory. I like yeah, it. Yeah, you're on. Well, you're on form today. Thank you very much. Uh, Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> uh, this is not my first time. Why did the dog fall? Why did the dog fall down the stairs? I don't know. Why did the dog fall down the stairs? You've, you've done this before. You, you texted it, me. Didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I did, did I? It, it's um. Uh... Long pause. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. <laughs> I like that one. One of my favourite jokes, and and you probably know. I think maybe we text each other this. It was the. Uh, I needed to be, uh, book a, a limo. I rang up and. Uh, Said how much is it for a for a limo? And he was like, uh, it's like three grand for an hour, and it's no driver. I've just paid three thousand pounds for a limo, and there's nothing to show for it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think that's it. Is something that it? Like, like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to the 2021 Daddy Awards. Round of applause, round of applause. Thunderous applause. <laughs> Some music. Lights. <laughs> Camera one. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did I send you? I didn't send you that, did I? No. That video was really, really good. Anyway, that's for another time. QJ James Franco. <laughs> And Dave, you're on camera one. Good. Is it waist up because I'm wearing a pair of ASOS running shorts? <laughs> yes, it is. Great. Thank, thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> so, this is the inaugural uh, yep. 2021 Daddy's Awards. So, this is on the back of it. Forget all the rest. Now, hear the best. This is the awards <laughs> ceremony you have been waiting for. The, we've had the predictable Oscars. Yeah. Uh, we've had the boring BAFTAs, uh, we've had the meh, Golden Globes. Uh, we've, had so... the, we've had the ordinary Oscars, the boring BAFTAs, and the yeah. Golden Globes. <laughs> Golden Globes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, so we have got, I don't know, what we've got, 10 categories we've got, David? Yeah, yeah yes, 10 categories. Have. Some categories you're familiar with, some we've mixed it up a bit. What are we going to do? Should we give a rundown of the categories that we're going to be looking at now? In no particular order, we have got... <laughs> 
best actor, best actor, best actress, best comedy performance, something you don't see at these award ceremonies. Uh, best film is something you tend to see. Uh, worst film we're doing as well, though. Biggest surprise, that's one of our own. Biggest letdown. Best family film. Most forgettable film. And of course, because it's the daddy's best film. Best dad. 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 <laughs> Dad. Oh. Alan's Alan's bath. <laughs> Alan's deep bath. And what's even better is we have got you don't even have to listen to our voices all the way through this because we've got a host of presenters who are gonna <laughs> present the awards. You, our most loyal listeners and most regular contributors, are here with us tonight. Thanks for coming, everyone. Thanks. Yeah, you can hear them. They're on mute. Go. Yeah. <laughs> really giddy. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. Well, I think it's time to jump in, Greg. Should we have our first yep. award of the night? Let's take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's, please. Fantastic. So the first award of the night, we are going for Best Comedy Performance. Best comedy performance. What a category. This is a category that's been won in previous years by nobody because it's the first <laughs> daddy awards. Um, but it's a, I mean, there's some pretty good contenders. Who are the standout who are the standout contenders in the nominations list for you? So for me, a strong runner-up was uh Will Ferrell in uh Eurovision, the story of Fire Saga. I love that film. You weren't too too thrilled about it, but you know, you can't deny it. Will Ferrell is a is a funny, funny guy. Funny guy. Any other standouts yeah. for you, Greg? Um yeah, a more subtle one is, you know, I, I always like Bill Murray and uh, he's mm. his performances is it not not a sort of out and out comedy performance, but it's you know um, quite entertaining comically in On the Rocks. Uh, yeah. Also, just want to just a little bit of a shout out to Keanu Reeves as well. Obviously, yeah. revived his role in Bill and Ted Face the Music. I'd love mm. that film. Um, yeah. So that's worth an honourable mention too. Yeah. Also, a big shout out to Frances McDormand in Nomadland uh, and her bucket. Yes. Yes. That was that was quite funny. Uh, <laughs> and we've got none other than my dear sister here. To present this award, hi Hattie. Oh, hi Hattie, lovely to see you. She's shy. She's shy. She's shy. Okay, when you're ready, Hattie. And the winner of the Daddy Award for Best Comedy Performance is Andy Sandberg in Palm Springs. Oh, brilliant! Oh. You know what? I was rooting for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pleased. Strong, for strong, him. strong contender from the start. Strong contender. Yeah. Great performance all all year round, Greg. Great performance. Never been benched. And uh... yeah, absolutely. Andy Andy would love to have been here tonight to receive the award, but unfortunately, he has got other commitments, um, and he he passes on his thanks. Yeah, Andy would love to have been here, but he he doesn't have the internet. There you go. There you go. He's out of data. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to keep coming up. I'll have to come up with nine more excuses. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, obviously, what we do 
best is talk about family films. And every week this year, we have spoken about a different family film in our So Solid You slash PG Tips section. So it, it made sense that one of our categories in the inaugural Daddy's Awards would be for best family film. Mm. And there haven't been many family films released this year. We've just spoken about a, a great one that is probably going to be in the running for next year, David. Next year's, yeah, 100%. 100%. But if I'm honest with you, the majority, looking back, the majority of the new family releases this year have not been very good. So you've got things like Sonic, you've got Scoob, we had the uh, Ivan, the the Ape, or whatever it was called, that rubbish uh, Disney ones. There, there weren't tons uh, to really uh, contend with the winner uh, of, of, uh, of of this category, um, but nevertheless, but, yeah, nevertheless, we have got a uh, friend of the show, regular contributor uh, Mikey, who's here to present the Daddy's Award for Best Family Film. Mike, when you, how are you doing, mate? You alright? Yep. Yeah. Just He's giving us a little nod. He's nodding. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's that microphone there, mate. Yeah, just when you're ready. Very smart. And the winner. For the Daddy Award of the Best Family Film goes to. Oh, there's no surprise there. It's Soul. Ah, Thunderous applause. Of course. Of course. Yeah. A great, a, a great winner, worthy winner. There came out on Christmas Day, was it? Or yeah. This year, yeah. This year on Disney Plus. Yeah. Unfortunately, Walt Disney couldn't be here tonight to accept the award, as uh, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he's, he's. He stopped living. <laughs> wow, I was going to be a little bit more subtle about it, Greg. He's uh... just stopped living. Wow, <laughs> friend. That must be a Phoebeism, that. He's dead. He's just stopped living. <laughs> oh, um, dear. But, um, so thank, thank you, Mike. Yeah. Thank you, Sol. Thank you to the guys at Pixar um, for you know receiving the inaugural <laughs> Best Family Family film award this <laughs> year's daddies. Wow, we, wow, we. I don't like Jamie Foxx. I think he's a bit of a smug, p- but uh, you know, whatever. There you go. Yeah. Unfortunately, Jamie Foxx couldn't be here because he's scared of me. Um... <laughs> okay. okay. So two down, let's... eight to go. <laughs> let's move on. So let's go for uh, the ne- well. The next category, of course, is the biggest letdown of the year, oh, Greg. Oh, and there's dear. been a lot of letdowns for me. W- what have been some letdowns for you this year, Greg? Okay, so a couple spring to mind. The first one that springs to mind was uh, the Witches. Um, yeah, the original, so. the original Witches film means a great deal to me and i mean i did it what i count as a letdown did i always know it was going to be a letdown um perhaps but um based on the uh the original film's previous performance uh, another huge letdown another huge <laughs> letdown for me was the christmas chronicles part two i love the christmas chronicles part one i just thought christmas chronicles part two was thoroughly disappointing what about you dave mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a big letdown was Mulan, um, Disney's Mulan. It just wasn't very good. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Correct. Well, thank goodness we didn't pay nineteen ninety nine to Disney Plus to get oh, yeah. Premier Access or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. So, Ebony is here with a big smile on her face and she's, she's approaching the podium, Greg. Fantastic. It's just, yep, that might there, Ebony. Just, he's just bringing you a step there. Yeah. 
Oh, she's fallen. The winner of the Daddy Award for Biggest Letdown is Nomadland. <laughs> thanks, Ebony. Wow, thanks. You can Amazing. leave the stand. Thanks, Ebony. Amazing. Of course, it was bloody Nomadland. That film was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Ebony, Ebony did tell me she's had a very long day. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Uh, well, the thanks... last thing she wants to do is stay up all night at an award ceremony. Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. Especially what with the time difference. <laughs> Rubbing shoulders with the stars. Yeah. 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 Uh, Unfortunately, so... uh, Frances McDormand couldn't be here tonight because she's busy with her bucket. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, it, I mean, it was a letdown, wasn't it? With all the hype. It was rubbish. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, huge, yeah, yeah. huge letdown. Uh, okay. Well, I'll go see it again. <laughs> okay. It's a big one. This is the award for best actor. And usually Ooh. we don't like to, you know, tie things in too much into the old sexes, actors and actresses. But unfortunately, it's award season. So best actor. <laughs> yeah. And who it is, who, who's here? Oh, it's our Mission Impossible expert, Jen. She's uh, approaching the stand. Hi, Jen. She, She's ignored you. <laughs> yeah, I thought we got over this. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, she's about to stop. And the winner of the Daddy Award for Best Actor goes to Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. Fantastic! I'm so or Riv or Riv Ahmed as a, I typoed and <laughs> she recorded and sent to me. Um, <laughs> Riz Ahmed couldn't be here tonight because he's. Okay, so now we are on to the most forgettable film of the year, Gregory. Okay. Um, any <laughs> any that stand out to you? I can't remember, though, if I'm honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but having it, luckily, fortunately for us, we, we log all the films that we mm. have seen. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so for yeah, me, couple. yeah, a couple for me. I think uh, the Steve Carell political satire irresistible yeah yeah i couldn't really tell you what happened in that film <laughs> if, if, nope. to be honest but yeah anything nope. else any any for you oh yeah uh, so that george clooney one about space midnight sky about his beard something about a beard yeah there's a beard involved in it yep um enola holmes oh i like enola holmes but luckily, well, obviously you can't you can't remember many. But luckily, Mark is here. He's approaching the podium, uh, and he's he's got the uh, he's got the winner. Or well, if it is a winner, Greg, you know. <laughs> Hi, Mark. He's nodding and waving. He's waving. And the Daddy Award for most forgettable film goes to an American Pickle. Oh wow! Thank you, Thanks, Mark. Mark. Seth yeah, Rogen so couldn't be here because he's pickling his pickle. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that film wasn't. You know, it was. It was what it was, wasn't it? How did that film get made? Our next award is the Best Actress Award. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, there's been some pretty awesome performers 
uh, there's been some pretty awesome performances. Finesse Kirby and Piece of a Woman, that's a big one that I think, um, you know, I, I think I tipped her for the Oscar. Well, didn't tip mm. her, but she was my choice for the Oscar. Yeah. For Best Actress. What about obviously, you? Obviously, Carrie Mulligan for uh, Promising Young Woman. Wonderful, wonderful performance. Francis yeah. McDormand's Bucket is another another standout. <laughs> um but I think yeah. Lever is here, and yeah, Lever is approaching the uh, the podium to give the results. And the Daddy Award for Best Actress goes to Rosamund Pike for I Care a Lot. Good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> cheers, Lever. Thanks, Lever. Wonderful. Rosamund couldn't be here, unfortunately, Greg. No, no, it's a real, no. real shame. She's tending to Peter Dinklage's... <laughs> she's tending to her dink. <laughs> okay. Um, that's a shame because when I said to her, Rosamund, do you want to um, come and receive your award at the Daddies? Um, and she said, I care a lot. <laughs> that doesn't good, even make sense. Good, good link. Good link. <laughs> oh, dearie um, me, dearie me. Yeah, that... I think it, for me it was a little bit un um, unrecognised at some of the awards, uh, the bigger awards, yeah, the Oscars and all, things it? like that. I think Golden Globes. Did she win at the Gold? I think she did win at the Golden Globes, didn't she? How did she? Okay. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, either way, bloody great, and it's a good film. Enjoy that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then let us move on. We're we're, we're nearly there. Okay, we are now on to the category that is the biggest surprise. So this is the film that actually took us by surprise. We enjoyed it a lot more than we thought. Um, for me, a, a, a big surprise was Greenland, the uh, yes. Jerry Butler film. Uh, I threw that on at about 10 o'clock on a Friday night, expecting to hate it, and absolutely loved it. It was brilliant, so much better than the rest of the crappy churns out every year. But yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Anything for you, Greg? Yeah, um, I really like Rocks, which uh, obviously you know picked up a couple of BAFTAs um, yeah. a few a few weeks ago. I you know I wasn't expecting a great deal. I thought that was wonderful, really yeah, nice sort, yeah. of, sort of low key uh, British one um, came out. Uh, White Tiger, another one that stood out for me. I thought White Tiger was absolutely fantastic. Another one that's sort of been overlooked in the award season, really. Mm. Um, yeah, so they, they were big ones stuck out, stood out for me. Who have we got to present the award for Biggest Surprise? Oh, it's just getting up. It's uh, Christian is approaching the uh, the podium, and he's oh, Christian. just going to tell us. He's just, he's just about to announce the winner. Just sending you the message, Greg. <laughs> oh, the, he was just about to speak. Okay. And the Daddy Award for the film that was the biggest surprise goes to Sonic the Hedgehog. No, it was a dig, really. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> uh, yeah, the dig. Yeah, lovely, lovely little film. Who'd have thought a film about archaeology could be so good? I say it's probably Anglo-Saxon. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, okay. Ray Fiennes couldn't be here because he was tending to his elder wand. I like it. Yeah, good. Mm. good. Kill the spare! Uh, our next category is worst film 
Oh, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of contenders for worst film this year. Um, I mean, I mentioned earlier Christmas Chronicles 2. Uh, mm. Anything else stand out this year of worst film for you, David? Um, I really did not enjoy Sonic. That was a big one. I suppose technically it was last okay. year. Um, what else did I like? Coming to America, that was one of my Coming to America, that was that was really bad. Um I wasn't a big fan of Cherry, the Tom Holland film, unfortunately. I yeah. wanted a bit more from that and uh yeah, it just failed to deliver for me. However, who's, who's I've, got, I've just thought thing? of another one that we keep forgetting about that was pretty what? diabolical. Jingle yeah. Jangle, a Christmas dream. <laughs> yeah, I thought, thought about that one the other uh, the other day when we were talking about this, that really was um what's the word I could uh say for that one? Shit. <laughs> um and it's Kev we've got here Ooh. coming to the podium. All the way from Australia, Kevin. Oh, wow. Um, He's actually, actually coming no, via I, I video guess. link. Yeah, but we've got we've got a satellite studio over in Australia <laughs> where we're just seeing if we can get the link and I can see um yeah, Kev is just approaching the microphone now. Thanks for joining us, Kev. And the winner of the Daddy Award for the worst film of the year goes to... Just opening up a fake envelope. I'm thinking of ending things. I don't even know what the f*** that is. <laughs> There's Kevin, voice, Kev voice doing his best Christian, Christian Bale impression there. Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? Where are they? <laughs> Wow, Unfor- unfortunately, uh, everybody involved in that film couldn't be here tonight because they killed themselves after making it. <laughs> they were trying. They were trying to warn us. Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're getting to the last two categories now, Greg. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are we ready for the Daddy's Award for Best Film? I think I we am, are. I am ready. So, yes. what has been some of the standouts for you this year, Greg? I mean, you know, we, we've spoken at length about our favourite films over recent weeks. Um, you know, we uh, really and, loved it. We loved White Tiger, didn't we? That was quite a you know a bit of a surprise that we really really enjoyed. Yeah, Promising Young Woman. Anderson. We both we both really really enjoyed Promising Young Woman. Cult. Uh, we did Cult. Yeah, Cult. we've not mentioned yeah. Cult. Best director yeah. Luca Bits in there, everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, quite a few films. It's been, I think, what do we, what do we, I think between us, you know, well, actually, we've, we've each seen about somewhere in the region of 150 to 200 films in the last mm. uh, year, haven't we? So there's been, so been, been a lot of contenders, but specifically, right, releasing in the last year, yeah, you mentioned White Tiger, St. Francis was another one that we've yeah, not really spoken about. Yeah, we enjoyed it, yeah. That was fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, there's, been, there's been some great ones, but fortunately, um, we have got... We got Quinny, live link from Japan. Yeah, I think he's there. I think he's there. The link is a little bit bad, so I think they may try a couple of times with this one. Uh, yeah. Quinny, whenever you're ready. Uh, see, there is a problem with the picture because is, is his hair really that colour? Oh, <laughs> it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and the winner of the Daddy Award for Best Picture is Sound of Metal. Fantastic. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I quite heard that one, Greg. <laughs> Can we try that again? Quinny, can we try that again? And the winner for this year's Daddy Award for Best Picture goes to... Sound of Metal. Nearly, nearly any more. One more time, one more time. And the winner for the Daddy Award for Best Picture is... Sound of Metal. 
Oh, thunderous yeah. applause. Why are you saying that? Don't have to shout. Don't have to shout. He said three three samples going from neutral to over the top. Hope one is okay. (laughs) said you do realise we'll probably use all three. (laughs) Thanks for that, Quinny. Of course, Sound of Metal was always going to be our number one film of the year. We absolutely yeah. loved it when it came, when it came out, you know, it was only a few weeks ago when we reviewed it. Rizama was absolutely breathtaking in the uh, in the, the leading role. Um Paul Racy in the in the supporting yeah. cast uh, supporting role was robbed uh, in my eyes for the uh, best supporting actor uh, category, mm-hmm. but yeah, what a film. I really can't ha- recommend it highly enough. Sorry, Ri- uh, again, Rizama couldn't be here because I this thought controversial, controversial. I thought he couldn't be here because of it. And then he went to and did it to a on Saturday night. Final right. category of the evening, everybody. Here it's been go. a great evening. Fantastic evening. It's an absolute ball, Greg. Oh, I know, yeah. And we've still got the after party to come. You know, and that's what that's the bit everyone looks forward to the most. Yeah, my uh, after party involves breast milk. <laughs> so, so does mine. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, um, this is uh, this is the most important award uh, here at the Daddies, the inaugural Daddies, the Dads on Film Award, because this goes to the best dad in film. Honourable mentions, David. Uh, Tom Hanks, News of the World. Adopted dad in that film, but he yeah. is a bloody wonderful dad at that. As, as, again, it'll be next year, but honourable mention would be uh, uh, The Mitchells. Mitchells versus The Machines, I suppose. Okay. Uh, the Legs in Onward. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, good. yeah, good, good, um, good, good. So, to present the final award of the evening, we've got um, Stuart Soz Searle. A friend of the show, a recent contributor. Mm. Um, you know, he uh, gave us the um, he gave us homework the other week to go and watch. Uh, what did we go and watch? Um, a profit. There we go. A profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, knows Uncle Ken, who was a terrible dad in Tenet, actually. So, uh... yeah, yeah. We'll have to speak to him about that sometime. Um, <laughs> Soz, nice to see you, mate. Um, yeah, it's just that microphone there. Looking good. Very nice sharp. Face. He's used to microphones. Could have got out of his uh, posty uniform. It's a war show. <laughs> Could have made an effort, mate. Um, and the winner of the Daddy Award for the best film dad is Gerard Butler in Greenland. <laughs> Wonderful. I mean, I'm glad we saved that to the end just because of your 10 out of 10 for effort there. Beautiful Stuart. effort. Beautiful effort. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, Greg, Gerard Butler couldn't be here because he's, uh, he's working on his doughy physique. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> so, Me too. Um, I've been working on it for twelve years, Greg. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, uh, fantastic. And that concludes our yeah. award ceremony, the inaugural Daddies Awards. Wow! Uh, I've had a wonderful time, Dave. Um, it's been a it's been a fantastic evening. Everybody yeah. has has really stepped up to the mark. Um, we've had some fantastic performances, some fantastic films, and also some shit in a bucket. Absolutely, yes. Well, um, 
let us know your thoughts on the daddies. Let us know who you think you would have given your your awards to for those categories. Let us know how you think we can improve the daddies next year. See, bring out, bring out, bring in some new categories maybe next year. Start thinking about who you think will be your contenders for next year's daddies. Critic. New identity. It's passport, cash, move map. There's a change of clothes in that bag right there. Everything you need to make it to DC undetected. Once you're there, you'll have to inform on me. I'm what, sorry, what? To tell the truth. You came to Vienna believing you won two tickets to the opera. And I attempted to recruit you into assassinating the chancellor. That you is refused. Not the truth. Your life depends on them believing you, Benji. It'll go easier if you tell them what they want to hear. Ethan, at least tell me what this is all about. These are no accidents. They're links in a chain. The work of a single organization, the Syndicate. A rogue nation, trained to do what we do, imbued with a new sense of purpose. Destroy the system that created them, regardless of who's in the way. An anti-IMF. We're on Mission Impossible 5, Rogue Nation. So this is the start of like a new type of story for them. So this is the introduction of something called the Syndicate. Um, so we have a baddie in this one called Lane. Um, basically, he's an ex-special uh, agent who's gone rogue and he's in some kind of group called the Syndicate and really they're after money. Um, and the money is locked in some kind of like computer vault thing. This has the, the big, big scene where Tom Cruise has got to dive down and get to a computer through some kind of like water vault thing and he has to hold his breath for like six minutes and Tom Cruise does it he actually does it himself and um, if you read IMDB as you're watching these films you realize he does quite a lot of his own stunts um Alec Baldwin's in this one as well he's pretty cool in this one actually um but we have the introduction of Rebecca Ferguson so she plays Ilsa who's a goodie and a baddie and a goodie and a baddie um but she's the kind of new love interest because Julia, his wife, um, is not really in this one. Benji, the plane! Yes, the package is on the plane! We get it! Can you open the door? Ethan? Who are you? I'm by the plane. Benji, can you open the door? Uh, can I open the door? Uh, maybe. Open the door when I tell you! It was just, it was long. And the the older the film, no, sorry, the newer the films are, the longer they get. So we watched the first one and it took about an hour and a half. And then we watched the last one last night and, oh my God, it was like nearly three hours long. Um, it's good, you, you know, Rebecca Ferguson and all that, but mm, it's not one of the best. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I said this about Fallout and it's a, I've seen Fallout, but genuinely not sure I've seen Rogue Nation. It's an interesting one because it's it's not as memorable as the others, and it's. Um, is this the one with the plane stunt, or is that? Yeah, so this out? is the one that starts with the big plane stunt, and I think yeah. if I'm right, they they just had that idea, and they're like, okay, we need to build something around that, and I think you can kind of tell it's not mm. like like Jen said actually, it's not a bad film. It's really really enjoyable, and there's lots of good fun things. There's an amazing car chase that goes into a motorbike chase in I think like. Uh, 
Morocco or something towards the end. It's it's really good fun. Um, but I think if you're comparing this it to uh, Ghost Protocol, which is obviously the fourth one, or Fallout, it doesn't quite compare. It is the weaker one out of that kind of newer trilogy. Um, but it's better than two and three. So there you go. Oh, Tom Tom Hollander's in it as the Prime Minister. I've just read, and uh, yeah, he is actually, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there we go. So we're coming, we're coming very close to the end of our Mission Impossible series for uh, uh, everyone's a critic. So if you want to be involved uh, in a, in a future, everyone's a critic. If you if there's a film you want to review and send us send us the review over, if there's a, a series you want to do, then by all means, get in contact and send us some film reviews over. Okay, Greg, homework. We've uh, just off the top of my head this one, actually. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've not been sat talking about what we can do for homework for, for about 15 minutes. Um, right, I want to set you a film that I saw probably in 2000 and maybe like 2006, 2007, something like that, when it came okay. out. And this is 2006. really 2006. Okay, fantastic. Um, this is a really, really, for me, like breathtaking, exciting. Um, I think it's a British film. I think it's working title, but it's direct. It, basically, this film is filmed uh, "Children of Men." It's directed yeah. by um, Alfonso Cuarón. Alfonso Cuarón, <laughs> who did uh, "Prisoner of Azkaban," he did "Gravity," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He won the Oscar for Roma a few years ago, actually. Um, and uh, what this is, it's set in the you know not so distant future um, in in well in in Britain, and basically mm-hmm. women have become infertile. Um, however there's one woman who's pregnant and uh, it's the job of Clive Owen's character to basically uh, protect her and get her to this particular place. Um, sounds a bit daft, sounds a bit a bit too sci-fi, but it's not. It's really, really grounded. It's got a wonderful British cast and um, Alfonso Cran does, does the thing that he always does. It's really, really long takes. And the beauty mm-hmm. of this film is there's some absolutely breathtaking scenes where you're like, how the hell is that one take? How did they possibly do that in one take? And it's really, really impressive. So when I first watched it, I was wowed. Um, I still really, really love this film. And uh, yeah, I want to know what you think about it. Excellent. Well, it's available to rent for £2.49 on YouTube, £3.49 on Amazon, Sky Store. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think you'll regret it. Excellent. On the box. Okay, Greg, what is on the box for you this week? Well, David, I have gone for. Have I picked this before? I don't think I've picked it before. At five past three on Sunday afternoon on BBC One. I like a B. I like a BBC One. Okay. Terrestrial proper. Uh, Anyway, Inside Out. Nice. We love it. One of the greatest. One of the greatest picks off. Mm. Uh, one of the best family films. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's timeless. It's uh, really beautiful. And it's just the idea of it is just phenomenal. And it's just perfectly executed. Yeah, so that's right. me. What about, you? What about you? I'm going for 10 past one in the morning on Sunday, the 9th of May on film four. I'm going for Warrior. Have you ever seen Warrior? Okay. I'm not sure I have. What's Warrior? So it's uh, it's ridiculous. 
really ridiculous, okay. but it's this sort of MMA film. <laughs> it sounds daft, oh. whether you're into that sort of thing or not, but it's, uh, it's Tom Hardy and uh, Joel Edgerton. They play Australian brothers who uh, enter like an MMA competition, like big, massive competitions, a huge, huge payout at the end. And would you believe it? They both end up in the final against each other. No way. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> what are the what chances? Is, I know, it's, what it's are little, the chances? <laughs> it's almost like Manchester City and Chelsea <laughs> getting in the Champions League oh. final together. Is, is that a just thing? just happened whilst, whilst we've been recording. Chelsea have just oh. gone through. And, so it's an all-English okay. Champions League final in oh, right. uh, Turkey. Oh, I did know that, yeah. In Istanbul, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it, you know... As ridiculous as it sounds, it's very good fun. There's some great performances. Nick Nolte's in there with an absolutely breathtaking performance as their estranged dad. Estranged dad. Uh, yeah, great warrior. Check it out. Let us know what cool. you guys are watching on the box this week. So, that that was... the. End of the show and uh, end of uh, you know the first daddies. So yes, the what end, a week end of the it. officially, Greg. This is the end of the award season for everyone in the film industry. You know, the daddies now signifies the end of the award season. If there are any more awards uh, ceremonies after this, they don't count. No, they count to no. next. That's the start of next year's award season. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh... well, it, it, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> uh, not a lot, I don't think. Um, someone asked me that earlier, and I think you know, apart from clubbing, going clubbing again, um, and that's it. Uh, sort of see what the see what the weekend brings. Might end up in a beer garden again. What about yourself? Nice. Um, not tons. Got some chores to do. I need to sort of do the garden, do some jet washing. And I think on Sunday, a good friend, well, regular listener of the show, John. Uh, and his, his lovely wife and uh, wonderful children apparently coming over, uh, yep. obviously in the garden, social distance to uh, meet the baby and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about it, really. Not, not, not tons this weekend. Nice and chill. I've been busy recently, so I just want to relax. Bloody knackered, yeah. you know. Bloody knackered. Jet washing on, maybe you should do the jet washing Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Washing the car, kids are running around, and just like, <laughs> Sunday, bloody Sunday, Sunday, bloody song. Sunday. That song really encapsulates the feeling of a Sunday. <laughs> anyway, good, good. <laughs> anyway, password should be well, should be the answer to this question. Right? Okay. Um, one thing we we didn't organise was actual physical awards for the daddies to hand out to our winners. So if the if the Daddy, the Daddy Award could be shaped as anything. What would it be? Do you think? Well, if, maybe that should be the password. You send us what you think the Daddy's Award should be shaped like. Um, keep it, keep it above the belt. I actually wanted to get one of these. Ah, nice. And do that. We won't tell people what that was because maybe we'll, maybe we'll do something about that. Ah, why is like. it? Why is it green? <laughs> why is it breathing? <laughs> Why did that come into my head? So weird. Uh, well, it's been a wonderful episode, Greg. I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, I, I have two well. glasses of wine. I'm a little bit giddy, and I'm going about to pass out for about 45 minutes and inevitably feed my child. Um, 
Well, not not for my own splendid idea. Thank you for okay. uh, co-hosting this award ceremony with me, Gregory. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I couldn't think of anybody else who I would prefer to uh, host this with. Well, there's probably like, quite, a few, quite a few other people, maybe. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. Um, um, <laughs> beep. Anyway. Um, Toodaloo. What I was going to say. Well, I mean, we're, we're the we're the real winners of the. I mean, the, <laughs> the most important award is is the best the best the best podcast hosts go to uh, the best dad and film based podcast <laughs> award goes to Greg Smith and Dave Gash for dad's oh, film. Wow! Thanks, everybody. I'm I'm really overwhelmed by this award. Yes, award. Yeah. Um, I didn't prepare a speech. When Dad's on Film started, <laughs> just about 48 weeks ago, I had no idea.